0: Welcome back to the second hour of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show. It's my pleasure to come to you for the second hour as well of sex, which is fantastic. Hope you're enjoying it also. You can give us a call for any questions you may have, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In the second half of this hour, I'm going to be giving away some sex, a sex toy, the Ever Ready Bunny. It's not actually the Ever Ready Bunny. It's the rabbit. Anyway, (laughs) it's on display here in the studio. They all have a smile on their face, all the guys that are in here. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, So I have some uh, interesting subjects and uh, a very interesting guest is going to be here talking with me. But uh, later on, we're going to talk a little bit about porn, some of the dangers of porn. Often, I prescribe porn as one of the treatments for some of the sexual health dysfunctions that I see. But you know what? There are there can be many issues, especially around children. Also, why you should sleep naked. What are some of the health benefits to that? Also, the impact of screaming on children. And um, also, I'm going to get to your emails and more important, your cards. I love the emails that you send me. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. Uh, but your cards, I was really touched by this. And uh, I, well, actually, one of them I was quite nervous about because it was a card said just taking a minute. And then it said to thank you for your generous gift of time. And then it said, Dear Maureen, I just wanted to say thank you for last night. And I'm like, (laughs) really? Well, I (laughs) doubt who I thought would have sent me a card sent me a card. So I had to read on. Anyway, it was from a guest. Uh, so that I had on uh, last a couple of weeks ago now it was the first time that Robert had shared his manuscript, and he was grateful for being a guest on the show, but also you know it 's so nice to uh bother and you know, go to the store and pick out a Hallmark card for me, in this case, a Carlton card. And uh, somebody else sent a card that said, consider this a rave review (laughs) of your star (laughs) performance. Another worrying (laughs) feeling when you get a card and you're a sex part. Thank you for the beautiful art book, which is so nice of you to thank me. But I love this. And your delightful little on your radio program you're our radio sex mentor what a nice thing to say when we're talking about healthcare professionals talking about sexual health with their patients a very important piece of education and certainly assessment diagnosis and treatment it's always my honor to educate about that so uh, let me know if you uh, would like that I'll be happy to do so to come to your organization But we're going to uh, flip this a little bit and um, talk a little bit about mental health as well. Ryan John Phillips is the author of Return to Happiness. Ryan is the creator of a documentary by the same name, Return to Happiness. And Ryan has brought me a book. It's Ryan's Journey. It's the story of how he went from a top hockey player to a drug smuggler to wearing an orange suit. He also happens to be one of the fine uh, suits of... uh, the TEDx Stanley Park 2016. He and I will be sharing the stage at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre on May 28th. Hopefully, you'll get your tickets if you use promo code Maureen. You get a discount, uh, so of twenty dollars. So, and the tickets are going fast. So, hurry up and get those. But. Uh, Ryan, John, great to have you in the studio.
1: Absolutely. Very grateful to be here. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome.
0: Uh, So you've written a a book, which I haven't had the opportunity to read yet because I've just received it tonight from you. So thank you very much. I will read it. Um, So you were a hockey player gone bad. (laughs) As, uh yeah in a way I so uh
1: good to bad to good to bad but you, you had know? some
0: business skills I,
1: I i think so yeah you know uh, i think you know you only live once so i was trying to pa- uh, pack in uh, as many uh uh different uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> the exactly. way you were
0: living you only needed to live once <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway yeah, so, so you uh you were a hockey player in yep. the western league Played in, the,
1: in the western hockey league for four years and uh the, in the bc league as well and uh you know, I really enjoyed my time in the junior ranks. Uh, learned a lot. Uh, you know, yep. learned a lot about overcoming adversity, and uh, you know, definitely having a you know a competitive mindset and uh, being a leader. Yeah, and uh, so you know, big athlete, big athlete. Yeah. Love sports growing up. You know, very grateful to come from a good family yes. and. Uh, and then, unfortunately, I sustained some injuries that, uh, you know, held me back. Um, you know, I missed the draft. Uh, my, my draft year, I was only able to play 25 games due to uh, a broken sh- uh, shoulder in three places. And uh, How you know, many
0: should you have been playing? Uh, How many does one play when it, they're healthy? 72. Oh, okay, yeah. so a third of the game.
1: So uh, I spent lots of fun times up in the bleachers there in the nosebleeds watching my uh, teammates uh, have fun and, right. uh, and <laughs> do what they love to do. And
0: what were the injuries? Well, the shoulder you well, had. I had the
1: shoulder, and then the very next year I broke my collarbone in half, and uh, I also broke my hand. Uh, Did you I ever get su- a concussion? Oh, I suffered n- many, many concussions that uh, you know, I still do suffer from uh, some of the uh, side effects from those concussions today. And, uh, you know,
0: so. Right. Some of the, um, implications of mm. that, it can be very, um, traumatizing and dangerous Absolutely. and it really negatively impact quality of life. My friend, Robin Wishart of Wishart Brain and Spine Law is, uh, she's heading up a, uh, well, she's involved with the Canadian Football League and a, case around, um, concussions in those football players and just tr- trying to get them, uh, access to treatment and, uh, yeah, so it's a big issue, and that may—I think it's going to be a class action suit as well. Um, so anyway, there was a there was an article, a great article today in the paper about that. So
1: yeah, it's it's the long term, uh, you know, uh, situations with the concussions, you know, that Absolutely. causes depression and uh, a lot of post-trauma, obviously. And, uh, and do you think
0: that contributed to you setting up one of the largest drug smuggling rings ever?
1: Absolutely, I was out of my mind, crazy. Go big or go home. Really? (laughs) No. Oh. (laughs) I I actually am just very extreme with everything that I do. Uh And, uh, you know, with hockey ended, I was, uh, you know, in that fast lane lifestyle and uh, just kind of, I was used to, uh, you know, living a lifestyle that uh, was... Uh, glamorous on the outside, right? Uh, on, on the inside, it was uh, fairly empty.
0: Okay, so you you set up this drug smuggling ring, yes. and it's in the U.S. and Canada, and you're making big money. Yeah, and you've got some other professionals that are uh, it, chartered accountants, and you've got the whole team. Working yeah, it was for you. it was organized. You organized know, I was, crime. I
1: figured if I was going to do it, you might as well do it right, and. Uh, you know, but I did suffer the consequences of, of uh, my actions. Uh, what you happened?
0: Know? You got arrested, obviously. I got right? arrested mm-hmm. uh, in the states or in Canada. In the states, okay, did over
1: uh, five hundred days in a maximum federal penitentiary. But uh, you know, I learned a lot about myself in there. And uh, you know, just lear-
0: five hundred days for running a drug smuggling ring that was well, this smuggling is, where,
1: uh, where? smuggling into Washington. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we were uh, we had a, a bushwhack <laughs> through uh, up near Yarrow, about two hours outside of Vancouver. Okay. And uh, you know we had handheld radios and all kinds of gadgets and stuff. And, uh, and was you know, there a
0: sting operation to bring you down? That's or? what happened.
1: Yeah. It okay. Was, uh, it was a sting operation on the other side. The DEA followed uh, one of our one of the cars that was coming to pick up the product and. Next thing you know it was a life changing moment but at the same time if that didn't happen you know I wouldn't have the opportunity to be doing what I'm doing today which is uh you know, uh, I've changed my life around.
0: Okay, so let's get to prison though. The RNC. Oh let's god, get yeah, that. the fun so what, stuff. Yeah. What was life like in a federal prison? It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. You know, I, I want to go. Yeah, there was
1: lots. Of, you know, <laughs> lots of time to meditate and you know re- read books. And, yeah. Uh, no, um, no, really. What, uh, Solitary confinement. It was, it was. It was a maximum federal penitentiary, so it was. It was not fun, uh, but it taught me a lot of strength. Uh, I remember the first day going in there. You know I was all tanned up with bleach blonde hair twenty four years old and uh I was just, literally, I was squeezing onto my blanket and my pillow for dear life because I was so scared. But They uh, you gave know, you a blanket, huh? I and actually got a blanket. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, Sometimes and I, they keep I, that I away. And I didn't sleep naked in jail. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea, yeah. I think, from yeah. what I've heard. Just, just so you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're going to hear
0: a little bit more about your prison experience when we return. Perfect. We're going to go to break right now. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Hello, welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in sexual health. Uh, you can always go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca, for further information. You can give me a call if you like, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In studio right now is Ryan John Phillips. He's the author of Return to Happiness, Ryan's Journey. Ryan uh, was a hockey player, a drug smuggler, and was in prison for over a year in federal prison. And uh, it just tells me that when he came out, he actually started the drug smuggling again. But <laughs> he's not doing that anymore. Nope. No. So uh, you, as I said, you must have post-traumatic stress disorder from having been imprisoned in a federal prison because life is not easy in a federal prison, I imagine.
1: You know, that's something that uh, obviously later in life, uh, you know, I look back on, you know, some of the things that I did, you know, what got me in there and uh, the experience of being in there and getting through it, too. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's definitely been at the forefront of, uh, of my mind uh, a little bit. It's, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it definitely, it, it hits you. And were you, were you so, a good
0: kid growing up? Like I any problems in perfect. school?
1: No problem. Straight A's. That's the problem. I think
0: the kids have to be <laughs> demoed. I was too smart
1: for my own good. i yeah. <laughs>
0: Get it out when you're little and yeah. then, you know, and then you're much better behaved. Uh, so that must've been a traumatic experience being in prison.
1: It was, and... Any uh, issues,
0: any any sexual issues? Um, I'm going to ask you some sexual health questions, but any inappropriate... Did I have sex
1: in prison? No. But... Uh, did, it, I, did
0: people make inappropriate advances toward you?
1: There was a few, you know. There was one guy, and at one particular time, he put his hand on my leg, and, uh, you know, but... Uh, well, that's I, nothing. I was, from, uh, well, he was kind of rubbing it a little bit. And uh, you know when it's joking and you know when it's uh, you know, when yeah, it's serious. Yeah, but there's no uh, violence.
0: I mean, I, I, it's my but understanding the, that there's no violence. Did I violent, see violence? I saw act. a lot of violence when yes. I was in
1: there. There was a lot of violence and, there, you know, there was, uh, obviously, there was sex going on. Right. Um, and it's
0: like 95% men in these prisons. Correct? Well, 100% right. men. In, in, oh, and in your, my, the, it was all male. Uh, mine was yeah. all male. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they um, generally are. Right. I'm thinking of some of the.
1: Right. So uh but you know what I I I I just I was just myself in there right. um I like to have a bit of a sense of humor and uh, even in dark moments uh, making the best, transmuting the darkness into the light, is what right. I did, yeah. and I've always been able to, you know, deviate myself through life, you know, because I, I've always been honest. I was yeah. brought up that way, with yeah. values and uh, honesty and integrity, and you know, I where I just I took those core values uh, to, into what, whatever circumstance I was in. OK. And, um, you know, whether like, you're
0: drug smuggling or in prison or now doing the humanitarian work that you're doing. Yeah.
1: You know, I have a, my mentor, Chris Ryan, who's just an amazing guy. He's, you know, just uh, he's put so much faith in uh, any
0: any addiction issues with you. Any have yeah, you had. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had addiction addiction uh, issues. And Two? Uh, I'm sober today. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, just uh, fully on the beam of. uh just trying to be the best human being I can possibly be in the moment. Okay, you know, and not... so you
0: get released from prison.
1: <laughs> I know, okay, on that There's day. There's lots of information here. Yeah. I know, you yeah, get released to do from part prison. Two. We
0: Yeah, <laughs> we walk out, you walk out of prison.
1: It was pouring rain. Okay, uh, anyone there to
0: greet you? Shackles
1: and chains. Are, re- are taken off just before you leave. Uh, right at the border in a bulletproof uh, van. And this is all in the book, the whole story and whatnot and uh, I'm released and it felt like Shawshank Redemption I was dancing around screaming it was pouring rain and uh you know what? I was yeah, it was very overwhelming to be honest with you, I was institutionalized, so i was I can uh, you imagine, know, yeah, um you know, it's, the, the, those places are run like the military course, even worse, yeah. you know, they treat you like a dog even sometimes yes and uh but I mean my I, I had a really good rapport with a lot of the uh you know not just the okay, did somebody
0: the, greet you when you were released in that van a, a or did f- you walk friends, across the border we or? Wa-
1: I walked right across yeah. the border yeah. and yeah. uh yeah. you know i uh you know had a partied my you know what off for a few days okay. and then uh whatever uh, reality I created back then was uh it, you know it, it was kind of right back to uh right back just to what I was doing before just on a bigger level right and uh you know and then I, I after you know a few years I just I mean I made a decision I just was so down and not happy with what I was doing and uh, it was time to make a change and you're
0: yeah. doing humanitarian work now? And yeah. And are going to hear about that at uh, TEDx Stanley Park? Yep, yep. Doing yes.
1: humanitarian work for the last, uh, I guess, five or six years. I've nice. Been, uh, you know, going over to Southeast Asia and, you know, doing whatever I can for, for children. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of uh, the focal points of my humanitarian work is uh, working f- uh, with uh, human trafficking and sex slavery. Okay. Um, so I can did, you
0: give us a hand here on the downtown east side with uh, uh, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> M- Myself and my Chris I'm always interested.
0: Yeah, I'm always <laughs> interested in uh, people going to other countries yeah. to help versus helping in their own backyard. No, no, nothing against you. I don't. I, I'm just curious.
1: You, well, you know, I, I actually I was over in uh, Southeast Asia. We were filming a, a, a Return to Happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, return to Happiness was all about empowering people. It was all about the law of vibration, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what we can do to, to make this world a better place. And mm-hmm. so I got a phone call from an actress friend of mine, Sarinda Swan, who is in uh, – she was in uh, – Non Penh, Cambodia at the mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. she's, she's like, why don't you come and film this ride and show the positive aspects on how we can make a dent in the global epidemic of child sex sla- mm-hmm. slavery. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. There was 21 of us. We raised uh, $122,000, okay. which over in Cambodia... Is massive. Right. And that yeah. was, you know, to help uh, victims heal and uh, eventually integrate themselves back into society.
0: Exactly. You and know? mental illness is also near and dear to your heart. And you have a big ride coming up. Yeah, uh, in huge. June. Uh,
1: One Mind Cycle is, uh, will be uh, departing from the Hope Center.
0: In North Vancouver at Lionsgate Hospital. Yeah. A new beautiful center. So yes. beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, near and dear to my heart uh, because I do suffer from. Uh, some depression and post-trauma and I've had a few friends uh, in the past year I've lost uh, due to suicide Um, so not only am I writing for them I'm writing for myself uh, as well this is something that I'm really passionate about so and I think it's at the forefront right now too with uh, you know the thing is with cancer you know people cancer victims want to survive right you know with people with mental illness they don't want to live you right. know, they lose all hope.
0: And there's big shame around it, and we yeah. shroud so that if, as well.
1: If, if, so if big old hockey player, ex-drug smuggler Ryan Phillips can uh, step up with a f- few other people on the ride and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be open and honest about uh, my what I'm uh, inflicted with, mm-hmm. um, maybe it'll, it'll give other people some inspiration to say, you know what? We can talk about this exactly, you know? and especially about, men, right? Especially men because we hold it all it, in. In most cases, of course, yeah. and
0: and depression looks different in men than it looks in women. You it, know, it does. Men can be very irritable, very angry, yeah. very controlling, and have uh, they're m- more often frustrated. suicidal. <laughs> uh, yes, they can be very frustrated, and so these are behaviors that can impact relationships, and Absolutely. they can be so ashamed because they feel weak. And they feel that yeah. like they have a character flaw. Yep. Many of the men that I have treated that have depression, I've helped with depression. And, and as, say. W-
1: as we both know, I mean, most of these depressions uh, that people suffer from are all paradigms that have been inflicted into the subconscious mind back when they were children. You know, they, that's when it, it, it starts. You know, it starts usually, at you know, uh, when, when a child is about uh, six or seven and then you know as it progresses you know the subconscious mind is like literally like letter you know it's like pulling letters from a filing bank it's like you know every sense impression you know throughout life you know gets recorded and so on a cellular level you know that's what we're dealing with here so it's i mean the only way really to get through these you know uh... manias or you know if you're bipolar if you're you know you're suffering from any form of mental illness yeah any is well i think schizophrenia yeah and we see that so it's so prevalent downtown here on the on the downtown well, east side. Well, that's what it's about. It's uh, you know it's so sad, and I pray for all those people down there because they're human beings too, mm-hmm. and you know they came into the world just like you and I. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I, I. I'm. This is uh, going to be quite. This, quite a journey. Yes. Yeah. I,
0: I. wish you all the best of luck. The book is Return to Happiness: Ryan's Journey by Ryan John Phillips. And your uh, ride. Well, the TEDx Stanley Park is May twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. Yes. <laughs> uh, at uh, At Queen Elizabeth Theater. And then your ride. How can people learn more about One Mind? We got uh, the
1: the website is actually being worked on right now. It'll be up and running within the next week. Okay. How much money do uh, you hope to raise? Uh, we set the goal for three million. Nice, Three, nice. three, three riders, three million. Wow, yep. good for
0: you! And how long are you? How long is it going to take you to ride well, across?
1: Well, we're going to take our time. Um, I know when I rode my bike across Cambodia, it was uh, it took us uh, eleven days. Uh-huh. Uh We were doing about hundred clicks. Uh, yeah. A day. Yeah. Uh, it's too much. So, well, it's forty degrees. so oh, we were yeah. Lo- losing oh, our marbles. I worry
0: because <laughs> with depression, you know, depletion is. I think depletion is often another word for depression because you see people who have been, you know, burning the. Candle at both ends; they're not taking care of themselves. They may be drinking. They may be doing everything for everybody, and they get depleted. And mm-hmm. and so I have a mild worry about riding across Canada. That uh, well,
1: maybe I could bring you with me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> need a nurse on the
0: team. It's going to cost you a million dollars. Anyway, really? <laughs> oh, really? Well, okay. Well, we're going to raise three. I guess we we'll
1: give you line Why not? Thank you. Right? No problem.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, may I'll consider that. Anyway. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the I show. Really appreciate Good luck it. with everything. You're awesome. welcome. Yeah. And I look forward to uh, sharing stage with you at uh, Ted X Stanley Park 2016. I'm talking about the sexless marriage. I don't suppose you know anything about that. In fact, when I was asked to do the talk on Marriage and sex. I'm like, well, what does one have to do with the other? I don't really know how they're related. I'm kidding, of course. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we'll see what my talk turns out to be. Yeah. So uh, great to have you in the studio, and good luck with everything. I love Thanks, people Maureen. who do good work. Don't deplete your Don't deplete yourself. That's all. And
1: if I do, you're only a phone call away.
0: Exactly. No yeah. problem. At least a twi- uh, At least a tweet. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. back to the bedroom. Back the number <laughs> two, the bedroom. You yeah. might have to go back to the bedroom. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath when we come back, Dr. John Weisler is going to reappear in the studio. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate that. Uh, I am Maureen McGrath. I am a registered nurse. I have Dr. John Weisler in the studio with me. We're talking about a very interesting subject, I think, especially as technology weaves its way into our lives more and more as the lines between real life and technology blur just that much more, it enters the clinical practice. It enters the doctor's office and it raises some ethical questions about smartphone photos. Thanks for staying in the studio, Dr. Weisler. Oh,
2: great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so technology is fantastic when it works. (laughs) Um, And uh, often it doesn't work for us blondes. But anyway, uh, (laughs) I digress. Come on, you're good at
2: technology. Not really. I
0: look like I'm good at technology, but I'm really not. But anyway, um, so smartphones for, I mean, it's a great idea think, I'm going to take a picture of this. I mean, I look at vaginas a lot or penises. (laughs) I look at the red-tipped penis and you want to look and see if uh, that changes after they've been prescribed a particular medication or they look at rashes or vaginal atrophy or dryness. And so the thought has crossed my mind, take a picture of this because we, in past we describe how something looks. Sure. So what do you think of taking pictures?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this is, my, my my own life as a cardiologist is not quite as exciting as yours. I mean, I, <laughs> I get asked to look at EKGs, you know, heart tracing, so Whoa. not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I'm remember, getting palpitations uh, already. <laughs> I remember one time uh, I was on vacation with my family in uh, Washington, D.C. I was walking on the National Mall outside of one of the museums, and I got a text from one of my friends who's an internist at Lionsgate, and it was of an ECG strip, uh, you know, asking me what I thought the rhythm was because he wow. wasn't sure and he was careful to blot out the 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 patient's identifying information right. and i just looked at it texted him back and went on with went on with my vacation but i mean and, and healthcare you know we have um, so much opportunity with technology to improve patient care and i mean we all know no provider whether it's a nurse or a doctor is sort of an island we all have expertise we can share uh with each other so then when you have these tools, um, you know, it's it's sometimes great if you can take a picture. This is what I'm seeing. What do you think? And th- the problem is, of course, that there could be privacy privacy issues. And so there's a, a timely article in the Vancouver Sun came out yesterday about uh, smartphone photos raising ethical concerns. And uh, the example they give is, you know, of, of a urologist that took a... a photo of a patient with a compromising um and a, you know a compromising situation with a urinary catheter but somehow for some reason sent sent it to friends and acquaintances as well which was you know fully inappropriate and he got sanctioned for it but $20,000
0: in fines which I don't yeah. think was enough and nope. did the patient uh File a claim against that urologist. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I, I don't know the details of of how that. I mean, somebody so must have said something, but I don't know. A real invasion that came of about.
0: privacy. Yeah, yeah, it's really shocking that a urologist would do that.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, with ECGs that I read, it's pretty easy to blot out the patient's name. But I mean, with some other, like, you know, yes, you'd want to. You know, take a photograph of some rashes or something. It can be useful, but it's it's easy. You could easily give away some identifying features of the patient as well that you that's can't right. pull it out. So that's that's the real trick. And, and the other thing with this, uh, you know, potential brief breach of privacy is that the um, you know, the the photos you know, on an iPhone or an Android, they just go into your photos folder right beside your you know baby pictures, vacation pictures, whatever. And that's probably not appropriate either. Or you know, no, it's not. You know? It's not. And yeah. imagine
0: if someone took your phone and they were looking at the yeah. cute pictures this? of it. Yeah. Then it's like, oh yeah. well. What yeah. was that that popped up yeah. yes, so that's uh that's very scary and very inappropriate but uh as we we actually need to incorporate this into our healthcare practices yeah. and so I imagine some apps would be coming yeah. along i and- mean
2: I mean the challenge with this uh marina as, as with a lot of technologies to use it um get its full benefit, but have the appropriate safeguards in place so that privacy is not violated. So there are a few apps that allow for secure photo sharing. There's one by a Canadian company, and I have no commercial interests. These are doctors from Toronto, but it's it's one called Figure One that I, I signed up for just the other day. And it's, it's uh, you know, so the data is encrypted. And again, it's still, um, um, fully stripped of any identifying information, but then it's actually, it's like an online sort of, sort of like an Instagram, but just for healthcare uh, workers. And uh, so you can post, and in my case, again, I'm a cardiologist, so I get, you know, what do you think of this ECG is the question that comes to me, but it's a way to sort of try and gain the benefits of crowdsourcing and looking at, you know, unusual things uh, without, um, so would you send
0: privacy. the picture, Like for example, would I if I saw a, a vulvovaginal rash or something? Yeah. Would I send that picture in because I'm yep. asking for an opinion? So, yeah. So there from is from other a, healthcare practitioners. So, so uh,
2: I haven't sent anything in yet. There is a consent process that's built right into the app, and I mean it's you still do it with uh, you. you r- Remove all the identifying information, but you do get explicit consent from the patient to share that. And then, yes, you could submit it and you could tag it for you know other uh, nurse practitioner nurse right. experts like yourself, um, you know obstetricians, gynecologists, etc. And then ask, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I think. What do you think? And then it will uh, alert people that have registered. Like I'm registered as a cardiologist, others could register as an obstetrician or whatever. Right. And then it would flag us, say, oh, your opinion is needed on this case, and you can go and review that. Oh, okay.
0: So, My thing is that you know I want to look at progress. I wanna look at something that is getting better or getting worse over time. Mm-hmm. And so to take a photograph and put it in the chart, and of course we have electronic mm-hmm. medical records. Yep. Do you do that ever?
2: Um, not yet. Uh, our yeah. EMR has that capability and again little heart tracings, yes we upload those. Right. Photographs you can do. Again, there's got to be a consent process if you're going to do that with the uh, with the patient. With a patient, and, and patient you know, yes. Uh, yes. You'd want to let them know and, and make sure that you're they're okay with it. And then uh, it's a technical limitation. If you have too many photographs, it takes up a lot of room on right, the server. Right, of course. Yeah. But but yes, you can certainly do that. Yes, uh, yes. And it would be you know extremely useful for certain rashes that change over time or other skin skin and eruptions.
0: That's right. Yeah. If you just want to see progress. So I mean, I certainly I think there's lots of room for this, and uh, and we need to actually take advantage of it. And uh, mm-hmm. so so that. We can reach our ultimate goal, which is to deliver the best health care possible, but always respecting the privacy of the patient. I think people forget that privacy is a right, Mm -hmm. and we all have that right to privacy. And I remember one time I walked into the recovery room, uh, of, of, of a particular hospital and I knew one of the patients that was lying in the bed and she said hello to me at, post with her in her post-anesthetic state mm-hmm. and the nurse started telling me the surgery that that patient had mm-hmm. had and I said, who happened to be my friend and I stopped the nurse mid-tracks and I said, just because I know her doesn't mean you can mm-hmm. tell me what she's had and everybody was surprised that I right. spoke up like that but, but I think privacy in, in the hospitals especially people yeah. forget about if they know somebody, they might talk about them, or they don't realize the damage that can be
2: done. Yeah, I mean, you certainly did the right thing if you're not treating patients, and it is it is important. You know, patients recognize me. You know, uh, as I'm sure they do. You outside of the the situation, outside of the professional situation, I had a patient say hi to me when I was at the airport going to uh, going to Toronto a couple of weeks ago. And you know, I'll say hello and how are you doing, but we don't discuss. I won't discuss any. No. You know any um, any any details because it's too easy for that exactly. to be overheard. There are so many ways that privacy can be inadvertently violated and uh, you know it's sometimes frustrating when you have a new program or service or technology that you want to offer that it's delayed by a lot of privacy review but it is very important you know these these other people that get involved um, they have a very different perspective and they're extremely helpful to make sure that you you never do that so it's very important to, to take those steps
0: that's right often my patients don't say hello to me when they see me <laughs> 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 often friends don't say hello to me people don't say hello to me They're they're right. all afraid they're gonna be tarred with my brush i went to see this expert but i often say to people I will never disclose any information. You know, I have mm-hmm. to remind people that, that this is all mm-hmm. private. Very important. I, and I start that right out at the beginning. You know, this is all private and confidential. It's, you know, and you don't have to tell me anything that you don't want to. And I won't, I won't write things down mm-hmm. if you don't want me to as well. I think patients don't realize that they can say that mm-hmm. to healthcare practitioners. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather you didn't write this down. We'll remember it because mm-hmm. we do remember, you know, uh, the next right. time we see them. So
2: well, so there's different ways. It's It's hugely important, you know, the... The, the connection that we have with the people that we're treating, it's a it's a connection of trust. And, That's right. And you know, for you to get good care, you have to be able to trust you know your provider, and then we have to give you that trust. And uh, just as you say, if, if something you don't want in the record or you want thought of differently or phrased differently, then we'd usually be willing to respect that. It's, Absolutely, it's
0: yes. Well, thank you so much once again. You're always a great uh, addition to the show. I thank appreciate you, that. And thanks for uh, contributing your great and probably the best chapter of the book. Uh, oh, just, one, just one modest chapter. <laughs> That's your coming out in May. No, well, thank you so much. All right, always a pleasure, and we'll you. Uh, see you back here. If not uh, in your office, maybe delivering some more sexual health Sounds care good. there. We'll yeah. uh, let you know if that uh, comes to fruition. Anyway, when I come back, let's sleep naked and uh, and uh, <laughs> talk about pubic hair. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the W Sunday Night Sex Show. welcome back. Well, do you sleep? Well, sleep is so important and apparently it can make you more money, can reduce stress and help you to lose weight. If you believe that, all you have to do is take your clothes off. You know that song? We have that song, Matt? (laughs) Take your clothes off. Anyway, you know that one. Uh, So this is a great thing. It builds self-esteem, number one. So first, I want to tell you that only 8% of people sleep naked. So we have a lot of improvement here to go. So I think a lot of you will be sleeping naked after you hear this little segment tonight. If you want to make a little more money and build some sexual self-esteem, build some more confidence and uh, reduce stress and perhaps lose some weight. So quality sleep is great for your brain. There's some research out of the University of Rochester that actually demonstrated how. It shows that when you sleep, your brain removes the toxic proteins from its neurons that are the byproducts of the neural activity when you're awake. The only way that your brain can adequately remove these toxic proteins is when you have quality sleep. So when you don't get that deep sleep, then the toxic proteins remain in your brain cells, and then it slows all of the processes in your brain down. So you're not able to problem solve, your creativity is shot, and uh, it may decrease your emotional intelligence. So. Researchers at the University of Amsterdam found that lowering your skin temperature actually increases the depth of your sleep. So you sleep deeper and reduces the number of times you wake up in the night. So I would suggest, based on this research, that stripping down to your birthday suit is worth a try. Uh, So it will reduce stress. And... Prolonged stress is really bad on your heart. It's bad for your immune system because it suppresses your immune system so you can't fight off infection and other viruses. It may increase your risk of heart disease, depression, and obesity, and it will also decrease your cognitive performance. And especially if you don't get sleep and you're stressed on a chronic basis, your cortisol levels may be out of whack, as I like to say. Uh, So proper rest helps to restore cortisol levels and that will improve your stress level and what's going around. I always feel like you can deal with any problem if you've had a great night's sleep the night before. So I'm going to suggest that you sleep naked to build confidence and to make you healthier. And it certainly will help you to feel good and, and it pushes you to try something new, take on a new challenge and also be comfortable getting naked. I think it's really important, especially for your sexuality and your sexual health and, and your confidence level that you are comfortable in your own skin. Don't do the double nightgown thing. You know, some women do that, uh, but that's not very good. And some people are cold at night and they think it's best to, you know, wrap up in um, so many clothes and sweaters and socks, but no, take, take it all off, baby. And, uh, and maybe add some nice down quilts or some nice comforters, um, can actually help impact your emotional intelligence over time. And so, you know, try it. Try it for a few weeks. It's going to take some getting accustomed to, I'm certain as anything does. And uh, see how you are. See if things have changed. See if your stress level is reduced or see if you're feeling better about yourself. Or maybe you'll take more interest in your body because you know you're going to be sleeping naked. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, I'm running out of time for some of the the promises that I've made to you tonight. And I feel so badly. And of course, being Irish Catholic, I feel tremendous guilt when I over Promise and under deliver, but there's always next uh, week that we can talk about it. But in the meantime, I will just quickly talk about uh, my um, my stance on pubic hair. We don't talk about that either. Uh, pubic hair, you know, has a has a purpose, but all of a sudden we are you know, picking on the lowly pubic hair, so to speak, because of bikinis and thongs. And, and people want this hairless body. And they there's so much time and energy and money and emotion that both genders put on abolishing every hair from their genitals. Uh, this is a massive industry. but But, you know, people don't realize that... When you pluck away every pubic hair, whether you do it with razor blades, electric shavers, tweezers, waxing, depilatories, electrolysis, uh, it always grows back, and it's definitely going to win over. But there is an important purpose for pubic hair, and it actually helps to prevent infection for for you, so it'll ward off some of the nastiest bacterial pathogens, namely Group A strep and Staphylococcus, Staphylococcus aureus. Uh, and so you can actually get a lot more infections. There's, I've seen so much irritation um, of women who have plucked every single hair out of their pubic hair. There's an increased risk of sexually transmitted infection when you do not have uh, that cushion uh, that provides uh, Against friction, and it can cause skin abrasions and injury. Um, so, really, there is a purpose to pubic hair, and the it is time to end the war on pubic hair. Now, a lot of women complain that their pubic hair is going gray, and just so you know, you can actually, uh, and that's another reason that women started shaving their pubic hair is because it it was going gray. But there are some dyes. And there's I actually heard of a new one recently. And this woman said she goes when she goes to the hairdresser, she says, give me and she has her hair dyed. She says, give me a batch for the snatch. (laughs) Anyway, so get a batch for the snatch if you're embarrassed that you're pubic hair is going gray anyway. So when I return, I haven't gotten to the emails and none of you have called me. So that's it. I'm not giving out the, uh, the sex toy for tonight. Um, anyway, but the show is, is ending. Uh, We're going to go to break, and then I'm going to come back. I'll tell you what's coming up on next week's show. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. You get one more chance to call me at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to win a little vibrator. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. All of a sudden, the phone boards are lighting up for the little sex toy. (laughs) I'll take them all, Matt. Uh, I have Gray from Vancouver on the line. Hello, Gray. Hello? Are you? Oh. Okay, well, (laughs) there's no one on the line at the moment. I was going to give you my little story. Okay, hello, Gray. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Oh,
0: good. Well, you yeah. dared to call in the in the final moments.
1: Yeah. Am I supposed to tell
0: you a story? No, you don't have to tell me. If you oh. want to, you can. Do you want to? Do you have a great one for me? I don't have a great one. You have anything? It's okay. I can tell you mine. Yes. Please. All right. I'll tell you mine. Um, here's mine. I actually tried out this particular sex toy that you're going to, that you've won. And, uh, and I was going to go to the gym that night and I, in fact, I emailed or texted whatever I did to the personal trainer and I said, can I go an extra night? And he said, yeah, that's awesome. Fantastic. And I said, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just a little tired. I think I'm gonna take a little rest. And I'm gonna because I try out these um, sex toys. And believe me, many women want that particular job. But yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not hiring anyone else to do that. The best part, the absolute best part of the best job in the world. And so I tested sit out the the rabbit, which you know popularized by Sex in the City. They had to do an a- intervention on one of the girls, and uh, so anyway, I promptly fell asleep for seventeen hours. <laughs> yes, I did. I woke up for one hour. I woke, and what woke me up is I never move when I'm sleeping naked. No, I'm one of the eight <laughs> percent, and uh, I lifted up my arm. And it was like dead weight because I I wanted to go to the gym because nothing was really hurting. I was feeling great. And I lifted it up. And I was so that's what woke me up. My arm was so sore from the five pound weights that I've been lifting twice that week. Anyway, so a 17 hour sleep. But I was exhausted, I have to say, you know, so. But everybody needs a rabbit. You know, anyone that want you want a nap? (laughs) Try a rabbit. (laughs) So you won that. So good for you. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, good. Well, thanks so much for listening. Oh, my pleasure. It's a great show. Oh, thanks very much. And listen, you can if you dare to, you can leave your name. It's all confidential, and I can send it out to you, or you can pick it up here at the station, but it's going to take a few days, okay? I'm looking forward to it. All right, great. So your choice. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks, you too. Okay, uh, we don't have much time. I was going to get to some emails, and... Um, uh, one of them is about a lady who she explained she had to me she had vaginal dryness. She was in her late 60s. She was afraid to use estrogen, low-dose localized estrogen therapy because of the cancer. And she felt, um, you know, she was wondering if uh, that may impact her arousal. She'd been married like 33 years. And she she actually emailed me multiple emails. And I, I was emailing back and forth. And then I fell asleep for 17 hours. But anyway, um, I suggested, she said, do you have any ideas for increasing arousal? And so I... In addition to educating her that low-dose localized estrogen therapy is safe and generally not associated, it's not associated with cancer. It's very low-dose. It's topical. It'll help with vaginal dryness, especially if you have vaginal atrophy. Uh, So you have recurrent urinary tract infections, dryness, burning, painful sex, anything like that. So she asked me if there was anything she could do to increase her arousal, and I said, well, fantasy is key. Why don't you think of somebody else? And she wrote back, and she said that um, she was just – there's absolutely no way that she could think of somebody else while she was having sex with her husband. Um, but she knew what I meant. She said, I cannot imagine thinking of someone else while I make love to my husband of 33 years. So that's pretty good. Anyway, but you can, if you find it's boring, as <laughs> I was, I had a couple in my office this week, and they were like, it's long term, we love each other, but it's so boring. Anyway, so that can certainly be the case. And that was the case. Her. I had another question about chronic masturbation and how to define that. That. And so, chronic masturbation is when you are masturbating, using it as medication. You can't do a talk; you go to masturbate beforehand. You can't leave your home because you got to masturbate before. You might be masturbating eight to twenty to thirty times a day. It's really front and center of your mind all the time, and you're really going overboard with it, and it may be impacting your professional life or your personal life. Anyway, that's kind of a wrap up of some of the emails that I've gotten. But do email me sex talk at cknw.com. Do go to my website back to the bedroom.ca. I'm relaunching my. My blog, which is back to the bedroom blog.ca, but I'll be relaunching that uh, to focus a little bit down there, a little bit more. Uh, as I said, TEDx Stanley Park, uh, May 28th. Look forward to seeing you there. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.